Let's look at doing day 26 and day 27 in one episode. Let's see if we can do that, hey? Um, day 26, I'd left um, Monterey and pretty much entered a area called Big Sur, S-U-R, Sur. And previously, uh, I had been to California twice before, and um, both times that were in California, I was able to, or, you know, part of the trip was to drive down Highway 1, and 101 uh, from north to south and both occasions Big Sur area uh, Highway 1 was actually closed and it was closed because of landslides or bridge works or some sort of reason but wasn't ever able to actually travel that um, section however this particular time Big Sur was well and truly open and uh, beautiful weather and it availed itself to me and at my speed I could see every little cove as I uh, the highway pushes right up against the actually um, the beaches and the, the cliffs of um, the coastline so it was it was glorious to um, experience Big Sur in in such great weather I um, first day day 26 I only traveled about 90 kilometers but there was something like 1500 meters of elevation so with travelling along the very, very coastline, and as I said, there was cliffs and beaches, you got to get up on top of the um, mountains and hills that formed those cliffs, and you got to go into the, the coves that um, formed the beaches. Or um, um, there is another term, um, gulch, that, that the Americans tend to use, gulch, so that um, it's like a, a very narrow cove. Um, so yeah, a um, lot of lot of photo opportunities, a lot of just stopping at the uh, viewpoints and turnouts to actually just take in the, the sights of the ragged islands and the, the, the lovely coastline. Um, Californian condors would um, just use the thermals or the updrafts of the cliffs to um, just cruise along the coastline and and hunt or you know, for the hell of it I don't know what they were doing but um, beautiful 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 and there was actually um, at stages the road would come away from the coastline and for a bit and there were million dollar houses and, and um, with you know, great views but there were also uh, pastures with um, cattle that were um, you know their life was spent on these pastures with these um, beautiful million dollar views so you know cattle get a good um, in Big Sur area. Um, I was aiming for a campsite called Lime Kiln um, Campgrounds and um, I sort of turned up and I didn't know whether it was hike or biker or not. The uh, When I turned up there was a, a park attendant at the actual um, entry of the, the park itself and asked to have the hiker biker and she described that no they actually don't do that however I was a friendly guy and we got to chatting about other things except for just the campsite and she ended up giving me a what she called an overflow campsite which was just underneath the, the bridge itself. Um, sorry, there was a, a, a bridge over this, this gulch 
and um, you sort of cross the bridge and then you drop into the, the gulch. That's where this lime kiln campsite was. And so the, the overflow campsite was actually um, under the bridge and it was it was perfect. It was a beautiful beach, um, tended to be a westerly outlook so you could watch the, the setting sun to a certain um, level but it, it um, as I said, we're in a gulch so the sun actually set um, across uh, sort of the side of a, a cliff as opposed to setting on the water itself. Um, I found out at that spot that I now think about squirrels as just rats with fluffy tails. Um, they're cute to look at and sometimes people think rats are cute to look at. But um, I had an instance where I had my panniers all closed up and, and um, at times you have to be wary of critters and um, your food. Of a night, there's, there's usually um, food storage areas, um, locked boxes that will keep the raccoons and bears and um, squirrels out of your uh, food. Um, I had the, the panniers on the bike and I was just sitting down on the, the beach reading a book and um, drinking a coffee. And when I've come back up to the bike, what had happened was a squirrel had jumped onto one of the, the panniers that had smelt food in and had worked its way underneath the flap of the pannier and then uh, found some ramen noodles and um, filled itself you know, up for a bit of Asian food and um, nibbled a hole in the packet and then took a, a healthy chunk of these noodles out of the, um, the actual packet and then scurried off after it was uh, full of um, ramen noodles. So yeah, I, I now think about squirrels as just being rats. They're opportunistic and um, they, they do have the potential to um, more raccoons than squirrels, but squirrels do have the potential of wreck your gear in the um, pursuit of food if it's, it can smell food. Um, so yeah, day 26 was, was relatively a short, oh, sorry, it was a, 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 um, a shorter sort of day, 90 kilometres, but um, big elevation in there. Day 27 was I finished off Big Sur, and um, one of the highlights of that one was a beach viewing area of elephant seals. And this particular, there were two beaches right beside each other, um, separated by a small headland. And um, there were just hundreds of these massive uh, elephant seals. And um, they were noisy and carrying on. And they would, um, some were in the surf and they were sort of cooling off or they were um, feeding and then they'd come back onto the, the land and um, what they'd do is they'd, they'd work themselves up the sand and um, then be um, using the, the um, sun's um, heat to warm back up after the trip into the um, ocean. And um, then they'd at times flick sand on themselves to um, provide a bit of um, respite from the, the heat of the, the, the sand and the sun. Uh, but yeah, very interesting to watch. Uh, while I was there, I bumped into and had conversations with a couple of Aussies, one from the Goldie, Bo, and he was um, uh, visiting his brother at um, San Francisco or no, Santa Barbara, maybe, and um, then just travelling up the coast having a look at surf. And the other guy was a Sydney sider, but had been living over in Philadelphia for about six years and, and originally was a, a three-year plan, but then they kept on adding years to um, their um, uh, working trip 
over in the US and they were quite enjoying themselves. However, they were um, this was their last month and they were travelling back to Australia and um, resuming life over in Australia. So it was very interesting to um, hear another Australian accent and um, and uh, have a bit of a, a chat with them. Um, I um, that particular day I was aiming for a um, a campground at San Simeon and it was advertised as hiker biker. I've turned up to the the front office uh, camper entrance and um, there was a a quite unhelpful guy uh, pulled up and said, you know, I'm interested in uh, taking a hiker-biker site for the night. He said, oh, I think there might be a problem. And then it paused, paused. said, okay, well, you know, what, what might be the problem, mate? He said, oh, I think that the hiker-biker sites are reserved tonight. Pause, more pause. I said, well, is there a way that you could check whether they're reserved or not? He said, yep. I said, can you do that for us? He said, yep. And then he went off. And then he come back and said, yeah, no, they're, they're um, reserved for tonight. Um, up in the, the northern parts of California and Oregon and um, uh, Washington, the uh, hiker-biker sites are a, an area of the um, the campgrounds. And they're not so much... A designated spot they're a designated area so you just pay your dollars and, and sort of lump in with whoever's there whereas it seemed like in South California that the hiker biker sites were designated like you know number 137 and number 138 were the only two hiker biker um, and sort of experienced that at Monte um, Morro Bay as well and I'll talk about that in a second but um, yeah, so um, he wasn't helpful, so I kept on pushing past San Simeon, and um, I was uh, getting low on uh, gas in my gas canister, so th there was a um, place up ahead called Cayucos, and um, when I Google mapped it, it had some sports stores there, so I um, thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll get some more gas there, and I'll find a spot outside of Cayucos to, um, to do some wild camping. Got to the sports store. No, they don't sell gas. Um, I used one of their parks in Koyukus to um, boil up some noodles and, and have my evening meal. And then I left town to um, then find a, a sneaky spot to camp. However, being um, a, a beachy place um, that was uh, not too far from Morrow Bay, the... Um, there was a lot of signage about no trespass and no camping. So I erred on the side of caution and just kept on riding until I found a spot that um, looked like it was going to do the job. However, before I knew it, I could see Morrow Rock, um, this large prominent rock out uh, at Morrow Bay. So, um, and I knew there was a, a campground at Morrow Bay, so I kept on going and turned it into a longer day. Um, at the actual campsite, when I got to it, there was uh, John, a law enforcement guy from Ventura, um, hiker by, oh sorry, a, a cycle tourist, and there was another couple from Cambria, which was only, I don't know, 25 miles north of Morrow Bay, so I'd passed through Cambria um, previously that day. Um, so uh, there was those two, and then there was another young couple, and they were both um, at uni, and both in courses that were aligning their future career to work with NASA. So that was pretty interesting. And um, 
So we, we sort of, as a, a small group, chatted for a good amount of time. The, um, I did mention that hiker bikers were, uh, you could reserve those in Morrow Bay. Uh, when I turned up to the park entrance, they said, yeah, they're already booked out, but you know, go and ask whether they mind if you chip in um, and, and put up a tent with them. And I did that and um, I met John and he said, yeah, for sure. So I went back to the camp entrance and paid my dollars and set up the tent. Um, eventually, John went off to uh, his tent and um, Josh and his wife went off to their tents and I was left with these two young people from NASA. And they were quite interested in and talking lots of things about Australia. And I was, I was also interested in talking lots of things about their study and, and what they uh, had done in their um, you know, past years and, and differences in parts of um, America with the different um, states. Uh, but the next morning, when I was saying goodbye to the, this young couple, they, they professed or confessed, sorry, that um, big part of um, the evening's entertainment was listening to an Australian accent and the Australian's turn of phrases for different things. So, um, and I, I, you know, sometimes I do lay it on thick with the Australian accent when I'm talking to people. I'll, I'll be saying bloody oath a lot and crikeys and, and mate and struth and, um, you know, ham it up a little bit. And I was sort of doing that and they were, they were entertained by that um, for, the, for the evening. Um, we're up to about 13 minutes. I, um, I, I'll, I'll say that um, Monterey was the first rest day that I'd had and Morrow Bay was the second rest day. So after uh, spending a, a late evening with the, um, the couple of NASA uh, recruits, I um, got up late and I thought, oh, I'll just have another rest day here at Morrow Bay and it was a gorgeous weather. So I ended up um, going down to a local diner and got a, in amongst some uh, biscuits and gravy and I'll talk about biscuits and gravy a bit later on and a short stack of pancakes and some coffee and then took my uh, Kindle down to the actual um, bay itself and just watched the marine life of otters uh, playing and, and um, relaxing and uh, there were a couple of mother otters with their young that the, the mother otter would pull the uh, young up onto their um, belly as they floated there on their back and young mother would lick them clean and, and scruff up their fur and all that sort of thing. So they were quite fun to watch. And also just cruised along the the um, the bay on the bike and just took it all in. And um, yeah, it was a, a glorious day. Got back to the campsite and sort of lazed around and read. Um, next morning I got up and um, I'll tell you about day 29. Um, one thing I will pop into the conversation is someone at some stage had left a gas canister at um, the food lockup. Um, at the hiker biker campsite, so I had run out of gas, and I was um, the universe provided a uh, bit of gas in a canister that would tide me over to I can, until I could find a, um, a bigger uh, place with a sports store. Anywho, I'm going to leave it at that. And um, next episode, I'll tell you a little bit more about day 29. Till then. <laughs>